Good morning and welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Thanks for joining me this morning. Hope you're able to tune in during the first half of Feedback. My guest this morning is the property owner up in the Lock to Flambeau area behind the barricades. Uh, if you are just joining us this morning and have not heard, I, I uh, talked about a couple of property owners in the past uh, well, in the past week or so, uh, from the Lac de Flambeau area that are that have been affected by the barricades from the Lac de Flambeau tribe of Indians, and they there's a dispute over uh, the easements that uh, are along the roads that go through that cross over into into the Indian reservation, and which has caused essentially a uh, a standoff between um, the the tribe, the title companies, the town of Lac de Flambeau and then the innocent property owners that are now uh, unable to uh, easily uh, traverse between their property and essentially the rest of civilization. I did look, um, and if you if you want to go out to, there is a Facebook page um, that uh, is is a number of uh, is rep well an, a number of the property owners are represented on it, but then there are. Also, some comments from some tribal members that uh, it's it's a bit contentious, I will say. And on Facebook, it's behind the barricades in Lac de Flambeau, uh, and the the uh, the dispute uh, stems from uh, a an easement, an expired easement. And you know, this is something that was sort of new to me. It's something that obviously those of us who aren't uh, have not ever lived near or on an Indian or I guess neighboring an Indian reservation. This is something that we perhaps aren't familiar with, but uh, obviously there are many that are familiar with easements. But uh, there was a dispute between the town and the tribe about how much uh, money should be paid to the tribe for the easements. And as my uh, uh, caller this morning or my guest this morning described, the, the portion of the road in which he resides is about 150 feet, which is, as I said, like a half of a football field. So you can obviously stand at one end of the of the road and look to the other end of the property that uh, actually passes through the Indian reservation. And what's the solution? I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of, there are a lot of players in it, but I, I, I'm, obviously disappointed. I think that certainly our governor, if he really wanted to do something about this, he would take a more proactive or a more leadership type role in this situation to facilitate some sort of solution, which he has not done. And uh, as I shared during the uh, Wisconsin Morning News, Congressman Tom Tiffany did uh, write a letter to the uh, president of the Lac de Flambeau tribe on Friday and uh, addressed some of the concerns, obviously, of the, the property owners, but then the, uh, the, the right-of-way dispute. Um, and that's why they are cutting off access to these, uh, to these roads that are necessary for people that live on those properties to get to and from their work, uh, grocery store, uh, medical appointments, school. There's a, a, a young girl, that uh, uh, developmentally disabled girl that is... is um, has been essentially uh, unable to attend school because her mother cannot get her to and from the school. So I'd be curious to know what your uh, take is on that topic, as well as there are a number of other things we can discuss. I did find 
And, you know, there are property owners that are, have obviously been uh, concerned and have expressed their concern about the uh, what the tribe had originally stated uh, a number of years ago. And th that's what's unfortunate is obviously when you buy a property, w whether it's a, whether it's near or uh, you have to uh, travel on in an Indian reservation or have to have access through the Indian reservation to get to your property, a title company obviously does all the research to ensure that you have a clear, uh, free and clear title when you purchase a property. And uh, many of these property owners have expressed their uh, concern that what they were told when they purchased the property isn't indeed what the, the, the tribe is now claiming is, is, is the reality. In fact, uh, uh, this is what uh, the Lac de Flambeau tribe had posted on uh, their website a number of years ago, and uh, it, the tribal council has changed a bit since then. However, I did notice that uh, the, the, the new president of the, of the tribal council, John Johnson, is listed on this particular post as a member of the tribal council. He wasn't obviously the the uh, president at the time. But this is what it says. Over many years, the tribe has made repeated efforts to work with the town of Lac de Flambeau. The safety of the roads in the Lac de Flambeau community is of the utmost importance to the entire tribal council. We want what's best for the entire community, and we thought that having government-to-government -government relations with the town of Lac de Flambeau would be in everyone's best interest. However, our efforts have been met with untrue accusations and a complete lack of respect for our burial sites, our tribal programs, and tribal law. We have heard the rumors in our community, and we share today that the tribe, here's here's the part that I want you to pay close attention to. We have heard rumors in our community, and we share today that the tribe will not deny any resident of Lac de Flambeau access to their home, nor will any fee be imposed on residents. Our maintenance of tribal roads is funded by the Bureau of Indian Affairs, and we will be following the same regulations as the town of Lac de Flambeau did and we will be making the needed repairs that are long overdue. The roads in Lac de Flambeau will be safe and accessible for all users. Now, as Congressman Tom Tiffany cited in the letter that he wrote to the tribe president just this past Friday, uh, the Lac de, Lac de Flambeau tribe has received more than $218 million in federal funds since 2013. So in the past 10 years, let me repeat, 218 million dollars of American taxpayer money has gone to the Lac de Flambeau tribe and community. I'm going to take your calls if you'd like to join in the conversation, 715-845-2155. I know there are other property owners that are obviously uh, affected by this. There's a, a business owner that I have reached out to and I will uh, attempt to get him to come on the uh, program as well to share his experience. Another property owner who uh, works in Rhinelander and has now travels across the lake via snowmobile to get to her parked car that's parked on private property so that she's able to get to and from work. Uh, and this is a, obviously a temporary uh, workaround because eventually the, the lake will not be safe to traverse on. 715-845-2155. Good morning and welcome to Feedback. Good morning, Meg. This is Keith from Wausau. Good morning. Um, good morning. You know, as, as we journeyed through COVID, I'm a mild-mannered person, but as we journeyed through COVID, I just, you know, I was totally outraged by uh, how freedom and liberty was suspended mm -hmm. and how so many people just went along with it. 
I'm just outraged by what's happening up there in Lac du Flambeau. That's kind of my home area. I grew up in Mercer, and we played baseball, Little League baseball with the, the Mercer Flambeau Little League. And um, I knew some of the some of the residents up there. But I tell you, if I if we had if I if I had if we, Illinois person came up here and was and was staying in a neighborhood a VRBO or something, and I live in the north side of Wausau, and we just blocked off Merrill Avenue where they couldn't get around. That, 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 it's just ridiculous. And it just shows you the fallacy of, of how, you know, tribes are set up in these, these nations within a nation. Like it sort of reminds me of Chaz and all these things that were set up during the demonstrations uh, that took place. So like in 19, in 2020, it, it's just doesn't work. Uh, if I, I, if I lived up there, I, I heard there's a lot of elderly that are involved, but band together. I know there's barriers there, but um, I would be putting a group together and just find, just just do it. Get 10, 15 cars and just go and do your thing. You can't go out and get groceries. You can't get to the hospital. Mm-hmm. You got to go across uh, you know, uh, uh, lakes that are about to thaw. This, mm-hmm. this is just totally ludicrous. Yeah, and and I, I mean, I, you know, I, I guess I, I, I... I try to see both points of view because my husband and I talked about this extensively over the weekend and just, you know, just the, the history involved in um, the Indian reservations and, and how, um, well, essentially how, uh, the, well, the Puritans came, came to the United States and, and then eventually seized land and, and took land from, uh, from the, the Native Americans. But I guess I also have to look at how long will we have to pay for the sins of our forefathers? And, and it seems to me this, uh, this amount of money that they're asking now for these easements is just a temporary request because the, the, this amount will, or the, the easements will expire again. And as my, uh, my guest this morning explained, is that they're backdating this now so i believe it's 15 years overdue so any any um resolution they come to is just going to uh cover for the next 10 years so in 10 years time this could likely happen again and so i mean there isn't i don't i really don't know what the solution is i mean you don't have the benefit of looking at the map but i just keep thinking well maybe maybe they should move the maybe they should move the road so that they're not they're no longer driving through the Indian reservation in this in this particular case they could potentially cut through on private property but I don't know if it's developed private you know if, if it's developed I I, I really it, it's such a difficult solution I don't really know um, I mean I I do see that uh, the the you know the reservation I guess should be compensated in some way for it however I don't. I don't really understand how they arrive at the twenty million dollar mark in light of the fact that we're talking about a hundred and fifty feet of road, which is you know half of a football field. Yeah, I don't know. Why can't we come together as a as a nation? It's sort of a little bit like the reparations that um, you know African Americans in some parts, like in California, are seeking, and California is going to supposedly oblige them. With what money, I don't know where that's going to come from. But uh, we do, we've got to come together work together uh, as one nation and just just seems to be uh, just another another re- issue that's out there that 
without if we're divided right things are just going to get worse yeah and i mean it is a reminder of 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 the division between human beings and and i mean that was what i when i originally talked to this this property owner i said you know it's really it's really unfortunate that that uh they that they don't look at it as their fellow they don't look at these people that are, are have been barricaded as their fellow human beings and and to and I did ask too and and I didn't actually quite I forgot to ask him about this on air but we did discuss I said well are there any natives that own property along you know w- within distance of where he lives and he said yes and I said well are they barred from traveling on that portion of the road and he said no they're permitted to they're they're permitted to travel to and from without any problem because they're Native Americans and I don't it's 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 frustrating and and I mean I what I don't understand is why something why well I mean in, initially I guess this is it's a federal issue it's it's a very complicated issue but the Bureau of Indian Affairs has evidently been negligent in in resolving this this situation and I mean again we're talking about a federal government agency so there's there's no surprise there and I guess that's what's what's frustrating with the situation is that I don't see any I don't see any easy um, solution in all of this and other than um, well we're gonna have to throw some money at the tribe and then they're gonna ask for more later and it's gonna set a precedent for other tribes in the state and other easements throughout the state that in which uh, uh, there are are roads that go through into Indian reservation property. So I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know what the long term solution is. But well, Keith, hey, thanks for calling in this morning. I appreciate your call. I appreciate it. I'll just say that those barriers need to come down, or something bad is going to happen uh, one way or another. Yeah, you know, it's, somebody's it's, going to get sick. There's going to be an ambulance required, or, or people are going to take up arms. Right. Well, it, it, this needs to get resolved. Yeah, it does. I agree. Well, hey, thanks for calling in. I'll talk with you soon. I'm going to go to another call, 715-845-2155. Good morning and welcome to Feedback. Hey, Meg. Uh, Tim here. Hi, Tim. Uh, regarding the, um, just kind of getting up to speed on the situation in Lake of Flambeau, and you just mentioned that there isn't an easy solution to this. And the way I look at this is this is a group of individuals that is essentially holding American property owners hostage mm-hmm. out of their own homes or into their own homes, depending on which side of the fence they're on right now totally unacceptable and you know you just said that there isn't an easy solution to this and i propose that there is one in a three-part solution one is everybody listening to this radio station right now start sharing the story and start boycotting every single business casino and revenue generator for the tribe that they can think of hit them where in the pocket number two is uh the Landowners that are being locked out of their uh, properties sue the tribe for $20 million each. And number three, um, uh, shoot, lost my train of thought here. Number three is, um, well, I I do agree with the other gentlemen uh, potentially that, you know, taking down the barrier um, is probably a good idea. However, it probably will lo- lead to more conflict. And I think um, that that the, you know a physical altercation is not the way to do it. Um, but you know these things in the past have led to that, and let's hope it doesn't come to that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that getting the word out 
And, you know, if it's good enough for them to do, oh, the other, the third thought I had is this, um, I am positive, and I think you even mentioned it, that there are probably members of the tribe who cannot cross into their property without um, without crossing public state land. Uh, so barricade them out. If it's, if I'm sure they don't pay some sort of an egress to the state to be able to go to their properties. So why are these landowners forcibly being uh, being paid a penalty or, or um, denied access. you know uh, being denied access being penalized when they had nothing to do with the negotiations of of the treaty of the easement of of taking over the the land you know 400 years ago or or any of this um, again you know it's this is the same thing with reparations people who never owned slaves are being told they need to apologize and pay for people who never were slaves. And, and this is the same kind of thing, and, it, and it's infuriating. But um, I, I think that there are, a lot more, there are a lot more non-tribal people in whatever county Lac de Flambeau is in than there are tribal people. And if they band together and start um, hitting in the pocketbook, uh, on the flip side, on, you know, doing to them what's being done to them, um, it'll, it'll resonate a lot quicker in the neighborhood than it will with our inept Governor Evers. I know. Governor Evers is worthless in this situation. He did go up there for a photo op and then expressed his support of the tribe, and that was the end of it. Didn't come to visit any of the property owners, didn't reach out to any of them, and that's, I mean, that's was very... Of course, because he doesn't care about, he doesn't care about the taxpayers. He just cares about the taxes. Well, right, exactly. But And, you know, I guess the the other, I the solution is not an, an easy one to come come by because of the fact that we're now fit they're, they're now 15 years i guess in arrears with the the easement and so it doesn't so, matter it can be dropped well it, it can be dropped i i know but but here here's the problem is because that where because where does it end if you right. don't fight back well right and, and i mean i guess you know, where does many, it end? how many years how many years has this gone on again again the um i am sure that a member of the tribe does not have to pay a toll to drive through uh you know Public land. You name it. Yeah, you name it. To drive into into McDonald's or to drive down Highway 51 or to drive down Highway 8. I'm sure that, that there is not one single tribal member that is being forced to pay a toll to drive on taxpayer-funded property or, or highways. Why are they continuing to force, um, you know, taxpayers to drive across their property? That, this is... This is, in, this is uh, it needs to end at some point here because the um, the payment has been received long ago and and if it doesn't if it doesn't end with um, with a bit of uh, of you know enough is enough then it'll never end right. and it'll always just be more and more and more yeah in perpetuity this, and and I, and I I don't I'm not saying I don't take this I I'm not saying this just because of what the original situation was, I'm saying I'm taking this position because they pushed this too far by letting these people, by, by forcing these people either out of their homes or, or out of access. If this was just a negotiation and they wanted however many hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever for their easements, you know, I'm sure we've been, this is something that we've probably been paying them for dozens and hundreds of years or however long it's been.
you know what, okay, if that's what the agreements have been, then, you know, I, I don't necessarily like it, but that's what it is. However, they're pushed, this is a situation where they have pushed this too far. They are now locking people out of their own properties, and that has to be met with equal or greater uh, resistance. It because because they, they pushed it too far. It's just gone too far now. Well, hey, thanks for calling in, Tim. I appreciate your perspective. It, it gives it gives us food for thought. I'm going to go to a break, and I'll be back with final thoughts on WSAU Feedback. Good morning. Thanks for joining me on WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Wish we had more time because I think this is a topic that I know the phone lines were lit up like, uh, well, I, I'm going to try to have dedicate a full hour of this topic for this week so that we can, I have a guest on tomorrow, but uh, I'll shoot for a Wednesday where we can have a full hour of a discussion around it. And it is, it's a complicated situation, but Tim did have a, an interesting point, something that I to think about a little bit more about denying access uh, to to non-native uh, non-reservation roads and see hmm, is that is that a solution I don't know I mean maybe it's playing a little hardball and maybe that's what we need to do I got a boogie hope you have a great day stay safe Ooh, that's so COVIDy to say that but watch it out there it's gonna be a rough one God bless talk with you again tomorrow